What was that? Yeah, well, there's nothing wrong with your laser. I told you you couldn't get through. Well, then maybe it's time for a smoke. Mullets and Memories, a MacGyver podcast about MacGyver. Season 1. Silly putty with a bang. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Hi. Welcome to Mullets and Memories, a MacGyver podcast about MacGyver. Yeah. <laughs> episode six. This episode gave me the heebie-jeebies. It was creepy. It was, it was very unsettling for me to watch. Um, I don't know if I would put it up there with some of my favorites so far this series, um, but it was it was a pretty good episode. It just, I don't know, there's just something about the latter half of the episode that really just made me all jiggy, and I couldn't, oh, bleh, you, just you, you thinking. Didn't, you got jiggy with it? I got <laughs> jiggy, I got jiggy with the whole, whole episode. Sweet. Yep. This episode is called Trumbo's World. It sounds like some creepy kid show. It, it really does. Welcome to Trumbo's World. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? I am Trumbo, I your know host. You. <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> oh, oh, the same reason that you are here, my dear. <laughs> I, I don't know why we're here. <laughs> we're here to get jiggy. Okay, let's get jiggy with the episode. So, this episode sees the return of our opening gambit, Greg. I know. I Which, like you mentioned last week, maybe this was shot out of order. I think it might have been. Or, or, or aired out of order of the production dates. I just don't know why. Like, it just, yeah, last week just opened right to the uh, right to the opening theme. This week we open with uh, the return of the, the, the gambit here, where uh, MacGyver must rescue a kidnapped scientist from foreign mercenaries. A geologist. A geologist, yes. So, he's at a camp in the Pyrenees. Yeah, which looked a lot like California. Right, exactly, of course. So he needs to rescue a scientist, and in order to get her, he needs to look like one of the locals. So what does he do? He takes all his clothes off. Oh, of course. <laughs> he takes all his clothes off by creating uh, another one of his MacGyverisms. So he's in a tree, he uses a string and a Swiss Army knife, and he lifts the towel up off the clothesline, takes his clothes off, wraps it around himself, and gives himself enough of a disguise to just wander right through the enemy camp. Yeah, that's obviously kind of close-knit, and they don't even notice this new person. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So my first note here was, uh, dude, he is jacked. You think so? Oh, he looks phenomenal. Yeah. He just looks absolutely beautiful. What do you think his body fat is, percentage-wise? One. Yeah. It was just I, he just looks he looks so good in this episode. In fact, to the point where I want to take him out behind the middle school and get him pregnant. Oh man, that's rough. Just so you know, okay, you like that he was beautiful. So next thing he does was he uses the toe of his boot. Mm-hmm. He kind of lifts up the water pipe. And oh he yes, puts it on top of the fire. So that right. So there's a water pipe running from whatever building across the, right. the courtyard to a shower. And there's a fire because they're cooking stew or something. Yes. So he puts the pipe over the fire to heat up the water. Exactly. Which created diversion. Exactly. Come, that comes into play in a couple minutes. So he finds the cabin that the scientist, or I'm sorry, let's call it the geologist. Mm-hmm. He finds the cabin the geologist is in, but the door is locked. So he takes a wooden brace um, from the small overhang on the yeah. building, and he wedges it under the door, and he kind of uses it to lift the door off the hinges 
gets mm-hmm. access to the building. Much like in Pirates of the Caribbean, yes, where Orlando Bloom's character pops uh, the cells and lets Jack Sparrow out. Exactly, exactly. Um, so he gets in and he sees the uh, he sees the scientist. They have a little bit of a conversation. Uh, he, well, he he walks in just wearing his towel too, right? And she's like, "What is going on?" He's like, "I'm here, baby." To get you out. <laughs> is that how we talk? That's exactly. That's I'm, a, I'm a guy, but I'm here to get you out. So, so yeah. So he talks like that. Uh, it sounds a little bit like Dr. John. <laughs> That's whatever. Um, so he, they're starting to get changed. He's like, well, we can't, obviously. He's like, we can't go out looking like this. So then MacGyver tells her or asks her if she can turn around. While she's changing. While she's changing so that he can also get changed so neither of them are looking at each other. Right. So that that's the, the biggest, like, buzzkill. Right. So, yeah. What, what? And she's like, are you embarrassed? Yeah. Yeah, just yeah. a little bit. Just a little I bit. I can't just flaunt this body for nothing. Yeah, I'm shredded. <laughs> so I'm so shredded. Then the next scene cuts and they're both wearing jumpsuits. Now, there has to be a jumpsuit clause in his contract mm-hmm. because he has worn a jumpsuit now in every episode since the beginning has he really i think he might have worn at some point he's had a jumpsuit he on d- he didn't in the last one he didn't in, in um oh he did wear the tuxedo he, he did wore wear the, the tux no because didn't he change he did he did he had the jumpsuit on after he got captured in the penthouse yes because he was doing the stuff in the basement right okay and then the one before that he was wearing would have been jump- the gauntlet and oh he had a jumpsuit God. on and then i can't remember I can't go that far back because my brain's just not working right i now. think he, you're right so there's got to be some it'll be interesting to see the next episode to see if he's got another but there's must be some sort of a jumpsuit clause because he, okay. he wears one in every episode we gotta keep we gotta pay attention so he and the scientist they come out and at this point, the pipe has heated to the point that when one of the guys gets in the shower and he pulls it, it effectively creates like a hot steam shower yeah. and basically burns the guy, which causes a commotion. Uh-huh. And MacGyver and the scientist take off running and they end up at a ledge. Now, prior to this moment, he actually finds a length of rope, which he douses in kerosene. Oh, um, he does douse it in he kerosene. He douses it in kerosene from a lamp because he needs to... So what he does was... When they get to that rock face, they rappel down onto the dock. The soldiers start coming down. He lights the rope on fire, sends okay. them back up so that they have to find another way to get I, down. I did make a note that said rope doesn't burn that fast, but I, I, get, I didn't catch he the He doused it in care. I, I had okay. to go back when I watched it this afternoon to watch, to see that, but yeah, he doused okay. it in so that when he lit it, because I remember watching, I was like, God, that went up fast. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. That went really yeah. fast. So they're covered in kerosene. When so they basically repel. they're going down and now they're covered, like <laughs> their hands and bodies are covered in kerosene. So they get down to the dock. He lights it up. They have to find another way to get down. So basically what happens next is they get to the boat, and this is where we see the opening where Mac jumps onto the he jumps onto the boat. A terrible, terrible jump. There's no reason why he couldn't have made that jump exactly. from he dock to boat. Deliberately didn't make that jump. <laughs> yeah, so this is a clip that's right out of the opening credits. Right. Yeah. So he jumps into the boat, like Greg said, right out of the opening credits. So they're moving themselves down the river. Things are getting a little rocky. So what he what they do, because the soldiers get into a boat and they start following them. So I don't know where they got the barbed wire from. Do we see them? I didn't catch it. Maybe it was in the boat it, or on the dock. Maybe. I didn't see them. But they have a spool of barbed wire on the boat with them. <laughs> so he 
basically what he does is he secures one half of the spool behind a rock on 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 the riverbed and then he goes straight across and he secures it under another rock to the other side to the other side and so it pulls the barbed wire as taut as he can and so they drift off and they're just they're gone as the soldiers start coming closer and closer you see this really close zoom in of the barbed wire and it just bursts mm-hmm. the raft the right. whole thing falls apart and MacGyver and uh, they don't actually name the scientists, do they? No, they didn't. Um, they run and they basically float away. Okay, and they're gone. So yeah. we have the end of the opening gambit, mm-hmm. and we'll we'll go ahead and play it now. Okay, and, here we uh, go. Here's here's the. <laughs> oh, it's so ridiculous. Oh, I'm uh, I'm not queued up here. Hold on, there we right. go. MacGyver, are they still after us? No. Chances are those guys are all washed up. Oh, gosh, what? such a terrible pun. We both commented on that. <laughs> all washed up. What? Chances are those guys are all washed up. Just yeah. a terrible pun. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. So, no hot air. It was no hot air balloon. Definitely was not a horse in the air, but not a bad opening gambit. I mean, it wasn't It wasn't a completely terrible there were some pretty good moments you there. You start to see, though, like, maybe we shouldn't do these opening gambits yeah. anymore, because there's almost no point. I don't know how long they continue these, or if it happens throughout the rest of the series. It'll be interesting to see if they cut a few more here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, all right. So then we open up into the actual episode, which I will say at this point, they do mention again the opening gambit in the in the opening of this episode. Yes. Yeah. It's a throwaway line, but what does he say? He basically says, I think I wrote it down here somewhere, but now I can't find it. He said something like, it's nice to be somewhere, blah, 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 then across the world in, I don't know. He he does mention that the previous day or so, he was in that. He was in the Pyrenees. Yes, he was yeah. in the Pyrenees. So, yeah. And again, so they did mention that again. So we open up with an, with an aerial shot of the Amazon jungle. Excuse me. My gosh. I am just burps McGee over here. I can't stop. All right. <laughs> So then he meets up with his friend Charlie, Charlie Alden. Hey, Charlie. Um, he explains Charlie. to MacGyver that there are these dozens and dozens of bird species that have been observed in desperate flight, is what he calls it, uh, with no apparent reason. Mm-hmm. So they're just flying everywhere, and they have no idea why. Um, so Charlie sets up just a small expedition for he and MacGyver to travel in and investigate what's going on. Mm-hmm. So then we get our next scene of just lots and lots of stock footage of animals. Right. I do want to point out that MacGyver has a kick-ass trucker hat on. Oh, yeah. I didn't catch what I didn't team see what is. it said on there, um, but it, he looks good. It's it a, looks, it looks a, great. It's a C that looks like it's got flames. I don't. It's oh, not you the, know it's then not it was, the Cubs. I think it was the Calgary Flames. Okay, that's it. I think that must have been it. Yeah, I'll have to look at it again, but I think it was the Calgary Flames. Um, so yeah, so we get a lot of stock footage of birds flying. Um, we get a lot of stock footage of just the Amazon jungle and rivers and things like that. Yeah. Um, so they dock the boat after a nice green screen shot of them on the river. <laughs> It's just terrible. That was awful. It was one of the worst I've but seen then, so but far. But then mixed in with real footage of them on the river, on right. a river. So why couldn't they have just <sighs> reused? Oh, that was the other thing. I, I don't even know why I didn't write this down. Oh, no, because it's coming up later. Okay, so we'll save that. So they docked the boat at the first station. Charlie goes in to find the guy. So it was the Calgary Flames. Calgary Flames. Right, just so found it. Greg yep. just looked it up, so it was confirmed. It was the <laughs> Calgary Flames hat. So they docked the boat. Charlie gets off the boat, and he runs inside to find a guy. A guide. Good. Only to be, uh, they, they find Commissioner Santos, who says that there are no guides. Um, all of the guides, they refer to them as Indians, but we're not going to do that because it just, 
this episode was very politically incorrect. True. <laughs> they just kept referring to them all as the Indians. Yeah. <laughs> all of my Indians. All of the Indians. So we're just nope. going to talk to them as the people. The people of the village. Because mm-hmm. that's, they were just villagers, okay? So all the villagers here are refusing to go deeper into the jungle. They keep citing um, demons and you know, nightmares and dreams and just mm-hmm. terrible things keep happening. And so no one wants to go in. So then we have a clip here where Mac basically mentions to Santos the name of another guy that they might want to use. So we'll go ahead and play that. Back on Arenas, I kept hearing the name of a cocoa planter with a place around here. Trumbo? Lucien Trumbo, an impossible man. He lives two days up the river on the far side of nowhere. Well, possibly we could radio this Trumbo, and he could provide us with a guide. I don't know. The, the quality in this whole episode... Audio wise is not that great because there's so much background noise and yes. everything. Yes, it was, and it was like they. It, it a lot of it seemed to be looped. Like I think they looped a lot of the voices back in because some of the dubbing. You mean the ADR, they the, ADR, they, they looped it, they looped it, they looped it back around. Yeah, there, I did. I did make a note. There was some terrible overdubbing. Yeah, and it it was very noticeable in this episode. Mm-hmm. So yeah, his, so for those of you who didn't catch that, his name was Lucian Trumbo or Lucian Trumbo. But they just refer to him as Trumbo for the rest of the episode. They Trumbo. never actually say his first name. Trumbo, Trumbo, Trumbo. So they say he lives two days up the river. So they decide to go in a really small boat with the tiniest engine I've ever seen. Yeah, plop, 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 so what I don't understand is I didn't see any gas canisters on that boat. So how <laughs> could they make a two-day trip up that river with one little gas canister? I don't know. And that engine. Because they never actually see it. And so you said you had a comment about next, so they, they you assume that he's been on they've been on the river for two days. Right. So they arrive at Trumbo's place. You said you had something to say about the river, like that river. Oh right, that they, trip said, up they the said river. something. So there's a shot of them coming up the river and they're like, Oh, the river's getting narrower, like Charlie says. The river's getting narrower and narrower. But you can tell that they're they're shooting this on a much wider river, but they're just like paddling or riding like in the shoreline under the trees yes you can see that the river's bigger oh absolutely and it's like well just you know don't be in the edge of the river sit in the (laughs) middle of the river it's not that narrow but it was funny it was pretty funny so they arrive at trumbo's place and within seconds of them looking and seeing that this is this is the village they get shot at of course almost immediately get shot at um Charlie, blah, blah, blah. That's <laughs> what I wrote. He uh, explains about we're here for the birds. Well, and One thing I wrote was, like, Charlie is a whiner and can't handle oh, his God, shit. Oh, God, he's terrible. I, I didn't like I'm that I'm so guy. glad he gets his comeuppance in the next ten minutes. I really am. I hated his character. He's such a dink. So he, he, you know, that's the thing. is like He feels the need to, exp- to over-explain everything. And at one point, MacGyver just kind of like puts his hands up and is just like, just shut up. But he, he had the way of delivering lines that he was almost missing cues. Yes. Like, there was a lot of silence and weird dead spots. Yes. Yes. Like, hey, Dave, how are you? Uh, hey, so we're going to, uh, we're going up river for a couple days. Like, yeah. Just, <laughs> like, there's going to be odd pauses before his next line. Yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. Very weird. So, yeah, he, so he explains, like, oh, we're here, we're here for the ornithological society. We're looking for, and Trumbo's like, I don't care. I don't, I don't care about birds. You're on private property. Right. Like, get off And he speaks, private... he, he doesn't have an accent. Right. He speaks English. Great actor, by the way. Yeah. We'll get into that a little bit later. The guy who plays Trumbo, I thought he was fantastic. Yes. Um, so Trumbo doesn't really care. Like He's like, I'm not leading. He's like, we're not tending anybody in here any deeper than we are. I'm not sending anyone in. So then MacGyver hears, of course, because MacGyver hears everything. Mm-hmm. He hears a noise coming from the generator. and he It was ma- a pump. It was an agricultural pump. Oh, that's right. Pump. It was a pump. Yeah. 
so he hears like he call he says he's like oh you got a bad piston what's that uh your, your piston's broken mm-hmm. yeah he's like we're having problems with it so that piston that's running the irrigation uh system is basically the key to keeping his whole system running on his village right that's like the only thing he, he yeah. has that runs that so trumbo's like i'm not sending my men into that jungle on any account but macgyver agrees to repair that generator anyway yeah initially he was like hey i'll repair that for you not the generator mm-hmm. but what the, the pump. Pump. pump he's like i'll repair that pump if you give me a guide and bring us into the jungle, he's like, "No, I'm no. not going to do that." But he agrees to repair the pump anyway. Yeah, which is f- okay. Okay, we'll get to that. We'll yeah. get to the repair later. So, the next scene, Trumbo tells Mac that the welding equipment uses acetylene gas, which they haven't had in months. So the welder is essentially shot, and they can't. So, there's so nothing they can. MacGyver do. proceeds to take this this engine apart and finds. Well, he heard it. The one of the connecting rods and the piston was broken. Right. So if they'd been running this engine for any length of time. It would have destroyed itself because there's metal banging around in there. He takes it out. Like, it's in two pieces. It's uh, how it was even working. I don't know. Right. I have right. no exactly. idea. So he proceeds to weld it with a generator, yep. jumper cables, which you, you can weld with car batteries. Yeah. But he doesn't. He runs it off of presumably higher voltage. I'm just getting all technical and weird. And uses coins, quarters in this case, yep. as, the, as the weld filler. Okay. Which... That would make the worst. I don't even understand how he even welded anything with that. He uses the two half dollars. Yeah, he uses like half dollars because I guess the nickel or something in it melts easily yeah. and all this stuff. But I, you'd be able to break. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I don't understand how that no, is even I, possible. I see. I'm not big on welding. So I watched and I was like, oh, that was pretty cool. But yeah. I mean, technically speaking, I'm, it sounds like it was. I bet in some circumstance it would work, but I don't think it would hold up at all. Not for what that no. not for what that pump is trying to do. Absolutely not. But yeah, so he gets it working. He revs that thing Welds back up. Welds it perfectly straight without any jigs or anything. Yeah. He revs that bad boy straight up. Pump starts working. Irrigation system starts filling again. And Vroom. he gets it He gets it up and running in, in basically no time. So yeah. we cut to uh, Trumbo's penthouse, basically, or his home, whatever you want to call it. Um, they're all having a conversation. Trumbo basically mentions that, you know, oh, I used to like having variety in my life, and then my wife died, and... Now I stick to the status quo. He's like, I just go in day yeah. in and day out. I do the same thing. I just keep to it. And um, so then Mac and Charlie leave and tell Trumbo, "We'll yeah. see. Well, we're going to take uh, off in the morning." Talking about that nice quiet thing that they had there at night when they're kind of drinking, sharing, sharing stories. Yeah, Trumbo is awfully open for having this reputation for being the kind of person that's going to shoot you when you're on his property, which he does initially. So we imagine it's been less than what four, five, six hours. Yeah, and and Mac took the. Took the engine apart, fixed it, put it all back together, and got it working without right. any real tools. Right, and then is now hanging out with this dude who's like not a warlord, but this kind of this big landowner that has his own set of rules. Right, and doesn't follow the law. Right, and so yeah, so at that from that point forward, you kind of notice there's a complete shift in a 180 in his character. Yeah, Trombo is just awesome. He's now. like, I don't, I hate you all. Get off my property. I'm going to mm-hmm. kill you. Da, 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 da. I'm not sending any of my people to, mm-hmm. my wife died, and now I just stick to the status quo. You know, I had this weird uh. apocalypse <laughs> now feeling, like the yeah. Marlon Brando's character. Yes. I forget that. Not, not so sadistic and weird, but this kind of compound in the yeah. jungle, very apocalypse yes. now. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Trumbo basically says after they're like, all right, we're going to take off in the morning. We'll see you later. Thank you for your hospitality. Trumbo's like, you know what? I'm not going to allow my men to go into the jungle with you. I'm going to go into the jungle with you. Ooh. I will be your guide. 
there there's a nice shot of sheep as well so. yes there is and that's my next my next note here was more animals running more stock footage of sheep <laughs> yep as the men make their way through the jungle basically um yeah and they find they find they, they see they see um birds flying away and look down and you see this footage of someone that a not somebody but it looks like there was a a box of mice or rats that some person dumped over and had all these mice and things crawling away yep. all together and they pointed out why are all these small ground animals running away like they didn't know what they would be sh- what the footage would be right so they called it small ground animals yes <laughs> small ground animals <laughs> oh man oh. so so they're making their way through the jungle and then we cut to a shot of the three of them standing on a ledge and you hear this noise. It's like, I'm like, what? You're like, you know, we'll get to that. We'll later. get to that. We'll get to that near the end of the episode. So they hear this noise. The camera cuts to them looking out over the ledge, and we notice that way off in the distance, the landscape has been basically chewed away. Like half the landscape has been chewed away by um, a colony of billions and billions of soldier ants. Yeah, he refers to them as Marabunda. Mm-hmm. Which I did some. I looked that up, and it basically, Marabunda is the word for a large colony of ants. Okay, but that's what the tribe um, and the villagers referred to this as. Uh, they referred to it as the Marabunda. Mm-hmm. Um, so as they're pondering that, we hear a woman screaming. Of course, in the background, and they run to the village and they find a woman with her legs pinned under a canoe. A, I don't know, <laughs> but a dug canoe, so like a log that's been dug out. It's a canoe. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, I don't know how this canoe just. Okay, whatever. I mean, so yeah. she's under a canoe. So, my God, this is this is where I was so glad Charlie just decided to be an asshole. <laughs> so he's off taking photos like so a dink. The canoe is obviously too heavy to lift. So MacGyver uses a rope and a large wooden beam, and what he does is he puts it parallel to the ground and he attaches it to the roof of the hut, and he puts the small bamboo pole through. Mm-hmm. the not twine but through the rope yeah and he basically just starts to twist it so he and trumbo are on each end and they're just kind of twisting it eventually what happens is when that when the when the rope gets tight to the point where they can st- it'll start to just lift mm-hmm. so they lift it enough so that trumbo can go under and he pulls the woman out yeah. from under the canoe this is the thing that's funny so the woman's under the canoe and she's squirming and whining and stuff but the canoe's rocking because of her squirming and stuff right. i'm like if she's rocking the canoe they can lift it yes like Right. Lift it. Right, exactly. Just lift it. Yeah, just just pick it up, guys. Just Come pick on. it up. Just, we're, we're, I mean, it's like we're trying to hit our quota of how many things MacGyver can do. It has to be has to hit 10 yeah, every episode. Exactly. So then we hear we hear Charlie scream. Well, Charlie goes... He helps a oh, little no, bit. Oh, no, that's right. He helps for about a minute, and then mm-hmm. what does he do? And then he, he, he's like, oh, this is this is amazing. I'll be right back. And like, he goes off like a little, like a little kid <laughs> taking photos of all this ant devastation. And and like like he's like so I I, I get mad with him. I, 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 I wrote Charlie is a turd, so caught up in the science that he forgets his safety and that of others. Right. What I love is he's been taking pictures of these ants. Yeah. They're ants. They all look the same. I know there's billions of them. But what he decides is that he wants to take pictures of ants on the other side of the village because apparently they look different on the other side. I don't know. So he goes to the other side of the village and realizes as he's taking pictures, there's like ants crawling up his arms. And then yeah. he yeah. he takes a step forward yeah. and he slips and he goes all the way down the hill and starts screaming for MacGyver, of course, because everyone wants MacGyver's help. MacGyver and MacGyver hears him and he runs over 
and it was quick. Yeah. There was not that much time that had passed between when he heard the screams and when he got to the end of that ledge. Mm-hmm. He had been completely decimated by those ants. Very much like uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yes. If you watch that, the ant scene in that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Only, exactly. only shot in 1985 and not... not and much good. more effective in 85 than it was in 2004. I think so, you're right. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So MacGyver, eventually, he attempts to go down the hill... But Trumbo stops him, and he's like, no, he's dead. No, he's like, like oh. Clearly, the dude's mm. dead. Don't go down okay. there. So MacGyver mourns Charlie for about 60 seconds. Well, it's like, in the next scene, they're they're both there uh, back at Trumbo's place, and um, they're looking at a map trying to figure out what's going on, and Mac puts a, a pencil sketch of his own face down in front of Trumbo right. and says, Charlie was a good artist. That's right. I it's forgot. Like, what? And yeah. then and then Trumbo's like, "Were oh, you guys friends like for a long time?" And and Mac just kind of kind of nods a bit, and all he says is, "I'm gonna miss him." Right. That's the only acknowledgement of Charlie's death at all. Right. And Mac just like, "All right, how are we gonna stop?" Yeah. These and ants? it's like, "All right, let's come up with a few more lines of defense against these ants." Yeah. Oh, okay. So we're there now. All right. Cool. <laughs> so so that's exactly what happens next is that they come up with. What they're going to do to defend the to defend their village against the ants because the ants are basically descending on the village pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. So they come up with three options. The first option involves letting the water out of the dam slowly to kind of create a moat around the village and prevent the ants from crossing. Right. Okay. If so, Trumbo's okay. What if that doesn't work? Okay. So if that doesn't work, we'll make a flamethrower and we'll burn them all. Yeah. Okay. okay, great. So what if that doesn't work? All right, well then we'll blow the dam, we'll flood the entire village and we'll kill them all. Yeah. But at, it won't but it won't get to that. But at, at dec- decimating your entire right. crop and everything. But I think at one point doesn't he say MacGyver's like, but it's not gonna get there. Right. We're not gonna need to do that. Right. Okay, fine. So let's go ahead with it. So the next scene, there's one guy left. I think we forgot to mention that at this point all the villagers have fled. Yeah. Except for one, Louise. Louise. Louise, Trumbo, and Mac are the only three left in the village because yeah. these other villagers are just like... And there was a great little thing, a great uh, little speech of the guy saying no about how they're not going to stay. Was, I, liked, I liked the sentiment behind it, but he was just such yeah. a terrible and actor. And then Trumbo got all mad and like almost shot the guy, and then Mac pulls him off they his have a horse, right. yeah. and then they have a little a little. A that little was a cool tiff. fight, actually. They have I a little fight. About that. Yeah. yeah. But he was like, no, they have a right to leave. They can leave if they want. We will figure it out. Mm-hmm. And so then Luis ends up staying with the two of them. So they figure, all right, so let's do the. So the first thing they do is they try to just create those moats. Right. Right. So Luis heads over to the dam to let the water out. And so he does so. He lets it out just enough. He creates that moat. Mm-hmm. But what they notice as that's happening is the ants have somehow figured out... <laughs> To, they're floating across the moat on the leaves. Yeah, they're they're cutting up leaves, and they're which I guess is what they do. I'm sure I mean, it's totally I mean, possible. I'm, sure, I'm guessing it's plausible. So they basically look out on the binoculars and they're like, okay, so that's not working. They're coming yeah. across. So the signal for Trumbo is fire the gun. Luis knows to open the dam, so he fires the gun. At this point, Luis has been attacked by thousands and thousands of ants mm-hmm. and he's laying on the ground flat out just laying on the ground yeah so you see the one hand come up and touch the and pulls pulls the wheel and he pulls it down and he kind of pulls himself up and then completely falls and so trumbo pulls the trigger like yeah. four more times mm-hmm. and he goes he's not doing it and so my guy was like well then he's dead yeah he's like <laughs> louise wouldn't run away and then my guy yeah my guy just like, says well he's dead then, then he's then he's dead <laughs> so of course you obviously you know he is dead and so that oh bad so that plan failed so the next plan is, let's make a flamethrower. 
I'm just going to say that when Louise fell on the ground, it looked like he was covered in coffee grounds. <laughs> yes, it did. Like all his struggling with the ants. Now, they just covered him in coffee. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> yes. So then they go to the flamethrower. So what he does is he takes a garden hose, metal piping, a tin can, duct tape, and a large can of kitchen magic is what, they were, is what he calls right, it. Right, because he it with, mixes it with the gasoline to make it right. less he, flammable. It thickens, the, it thickens the gasoline so yeah. that it burns instead of, kind of, instead of exploding. Yeah, right. Um, so the ants approach the, uh, approach the complex, and Mac just sits there and just obliterates. They only approach in one spot. Yes. Right in front of where Mac is. And I have to say, I got really bored with this fire scene. Oh, it's like, this is... Well, yeah, because he stands like he stands on one end, and he's like, he, he obliterates the first wave, and then he just walks to the other side of the wall. <laughs> and then obli- And so like, oh, we did it. That's it. They're done. And then the next thing we hear is... And now, again, I don't know, plausibly speaking, like, I don't know if that's what ants do in those huge <laughs> numbers, but that's what we hear. We hear this squeaking sound of yeah. these ants so clearly they're still alive mm-hmm. i'm sorry i'm having a problem tonight <laughs> okay so they only stopped the ants temporarily obviously so of course max like Ooh, okay so hey remember when i said that we weren't mm-hmm. have to go to the exploding of the dam well, we're gonna have to do yeah it. we're gonna have to blow the dam and flood the entire but village. then the guy's like but we don't have any dynamite here it's like well let's see what we can find and i have to i, I did make a note and said i love max positive attitude yeah even though he's a cocky ass he really is um i love he's like yeah we can do it whatever yeah we're yeah. totally capable he's like he's we're so gonna do this he's like then we'll figure something out yeah we'll make, he, it, we'll make a bomb i love it that's fine so make a bomb he does oh so he creates the dynamite um he uses nitrate from the fertilizer, mm-hmm. cellulose from plant bark, finely chopped, and he mixes it all together, and then they add a small amount of acid. Of course. Of course. Um, they brought it from a big you know, big glass jug that came from somewhere. I have no idea. Everybody has to have acid. Exactly. So they, they, they mix it with the acid. Basically, what he says it creates is it's called nitromanite yeah. instead of nitroglycerin. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> he calls it the kissing cousin of nitroglycerin right a little more stable yeah exactly so he instructs trumbo and he says he goes fill the fill the paint can mm-hmm. with the substance seal it that's what we're going to use to blow the dam okay so trumbo questions well why, how are you going to get over to the dam you have to go across the field he's like well then i'll have to create i'll make a suit of armor i'll make a suit of armor that's what he says so he melts the garden hose down Oh, that's right. That's what he did. Yeah. That. Oh, because he had like some fabric. He put fabric out. He melted the garden hose down, which just looked like a uh, paste. Right. Right. Exactly. So he he used the, the whatever he had left from the garden hose with the flamethrower. He puts it all in the cauldron and melts it down. And then he spreads he spreads the large meshy that mesh material that he had. Yeah. He spreads fabric. that over the table and then spreads the melted plastic. So he over had it. enough. There was enough volume of <clears throat> rubber in that garden hose to make an entire outfit. Apparently. It's not a lot of hose. No. But he, apparently there was enough for him to make. Maybe we saw there was more that we and, didn't see. And so I'm thinking, so all <clears throat> garden hoses have a, a like a fiber core, like a mesh in it to make it stronger. Right. What happened to all that? Maybe it just dissolves all to the bottom. Because yeah, he didn't right. use the whole thing. Because he puts a pan in and he I just kind of like so. walks across and he pours it in the, in the, in the, uh, in the mesh. So. I don't know. So basically what it does is it creates this flat, hard piece of plastic that he yeah. cuts up, duct tapes it, and he makes it into a pair of pants, a shirt, gloves, and a helmet. <laughs> basically creating what it looked like a beekeeper suit when he finally puts it on. Pretty much. He's got the giant helmet, 
and I wrote I wrote Spaceman Mac in his egg yolk suit. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, that's exactly what he looked like. Spaceman Mac. Spaceman Mac. I love it. It, it looked like uh, yeah, a combination of like a a, a a beekeeper suit and a and a bomb protection like a you know a, a folks that defuse bombs yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. One of those big blast suits. So so he puts on <laughs> he puts on the suit. And he takes off. Trumbo lets him out, and he sh- Trumbo, you know, he shuts the gate back up, and MacGyver just takes off towards the dam. Jeez! So he plants the he plants the the canister right in. I don't know where they found the hole, but he plants the canister right in the right in the uh, in the dam, and he lights the fuse, which is really short. Right, it's a really really short fuse. Uh, he's completely covered in coffee grounds. Yep. And so what he does next is pretty stupid. He just takes off the entire suit because he. Yeah, you were talking about duct tape, but he didn't duct tape his feet or he didn't didn't duct tape anything shut. Right. Because at this point he's covered in ants. Yeah. He's still covered. His face is covered in ants. His arms are covered. So he rips the suit off. Mm-hmm. He lights the fuse and he just takes off running through the empty moat. And I gotta say, th- this is also a bit out of the opening of, of the uh, the opening credits. Yes, there's a shot. Yes, out of it this. is. Yep. Yes, it is. So I think we'll just play the whole clip because what happens next is it blows. So we'll hear the sound of the dam exploding, and then you'll hear the sound of the ants we've been talking about this whole episode drowning in the water. Yes. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the sound of ants drowning. Apparently, I guess that's the sound they make. I don't know specifically. I like I have to do a little more research. So if anyone knows, like, does that is that really what they sound like? Because it did not sound very. It did not sound real. So, but that's the sound it's been the entire thing. Every time you hear ants or anything anywhere, you hear that. It's like they're communicating with each other. So at that point, it was more like, oh shit, we're all gonna die. Yeah. So. So Mac, you know, he gets obliterated it during that scene that he's running through the moat and the dam comes up and over the moat, completely obliterates him and slams him into the side of the moat. Right. <laughs> I want to know about that, whoever did that stunt, because that's incredible. It was pretty impressive. Absolutely. Yeah. So Trumbo opens the gate and he's just calling MacGyver. MacGyver! MacGyver, you did it! MacGyver! <laughs> so MacGyver finally gets himself out of the water. And Trumbo finds him, and they walk up, and he thanks him, and he's like, you know, he's like, look what you did. He's like, I can. He's like, I've started. I start. I started with worse than this so many years back. He's like, I can rebuild this, no problem. Mm. So, right before the episode ends, we we have this. We have our final clip, um, the line that kind of closes out the episode, which I'm sort of hoping continuity wise that they follow up on. Yeah. In in the next year, I so know. we'll see. So a year later, hopefully. Right. So here we go. I owe you. We know what I owe you. But I'm going to ask you one more favor. If you come back in one year from now, take a look at what you helped build. You bet. (laughs) Come on. And they walk away. And that's it. And again, less abrupt, I thought, than the heist. But still, I think they got to work on their endings. Yeah. (laughs) They really got to work on their endings. Again, this was a pretty good one, I thought. Um, Yeah. So that's sort of how the episode ends. So overall, let me just talk about what i said in the beginning i don't have a problem with ants in general i really don't like i don't think they're they're hardly a problem 
However, what I have a problem with is that many ants, and it kind of gives me that skin crawling. <laughs> billions of ants. Billions of ants. You know, the, the, just the last 20 minutes of the episode, because you realize that it's about 25 minutes or so before you see the actual ants. So you, at that point, you only have 20 minutes left in the episode. Mm-hmm. So that last 20 minutes just made my skin crawl. Um, I actually loved this episode. I, I all things I considered, too. I thought it was a fantastic episode. It kind of dragged a little bit near the near the end. I know you we got I got a little bored got a little around boring. the same point with the fire, but like um, Trombo's character was good. I thought he was fantastic. I think, I think that's you know what I'm starting to notice a trend is that all of the shows, all the episodes are pretty much like a two character yeah. show, right? Mac and one other person, yeah. Which I think is cool. I, I do too. I think I like that Mac is the only recurring character. We have, right. we haven't actually we haven't met the only other recurring character to show up. Uh, Pete Thornton, yeah, who shows up I think in like the next four or five episodes. Well, I think the most characters we've ever seen in any one show was the pilot. Yeah, yeah. Like like you get more backstory about Mac all right then and all this yep. stuff. And now it's all just Mac is sent on these adventures. And it's just him and whoever he's sent to go help. That's it. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. No, I loved it. I thought it was pretty intense. I thought it was really well acted. Um, Trumbo's a generally pretty good guy. He's got a little douchebagginess near the beginning, but yep. I thought the shift was pretty good and he turned into a really kind of a cool character. Mm-hmm. Um, I deducted a mullet because there was no female counterpart, so there was no sexing to happen. Right, there so, wasn't. So there I go, I go four out of five. Four out of five. Four no out of five fe- mullets for this episode. For no me. female counterpart, but pretty there were a good. Lot of sheep. I, I, I might put. <laughs> I would put Trombo's World right under the gauntlet for my favorite episode so, so far. far. So far in the series, um, I thought it was fantastic. I really, really liked it. It was good. So, yeah. So, so that kind of wraps it up for us. Greg, do you have anything else you wanted to add? It was a good episode. I enjoyed it. Thanks for joining us tonight. If you like what you're hearing, uh, give us a shout out on email. Let us blow your mind at gmail.com. Uh, blow your mind 14 at Twitter. Champ and Klein on Facebook. Uh, let us know how we're doing if you like this episode. Um, before we go, next week's episode is called Last Stand. Armed robbers make the mistake of accidentally taking MacGyver hostage. Now their inadvertent captive uses his extraordinary skills to thwart the gang and free the other hostages. How do you accidentally take somebody hostage? I don't know. I feel like this episode takes place in an airport. Maybe. I feel like this. there's an airport or something that has to do with it. So maybe the... I don't know what the accidental kidnapping means, but I'll be interested to see what it's like. Um, anyway, I am Dave Champa. I'm Greg Klein. See you guys next week. Well, then maybe it's time.